Welcome to Into the Time Vortex Podcast. You are listening to Episode 2, and we're going to be talking about Doctor Who Season 9. On topic this time is two episodes, Under the Lake and Before the Flood. Enjoy! Okay, so I am, my name is Ken Parker. I'm Jeff. Jonathan Podolsky. Hi, I'm Scott, and you know? I'm Julia. And I'm Brendan. This is... Episode 3 and 4 of Doctor Who Series 9. So we're talking about the next two-parter uh, in this season. What do we think of it? I liked it. Yeah, I liked it a lot, too. I liked it. I mean, it wasn't my favorite two-parter so far, but I neither neither was the, the Dalek one, neither. So. It was a nice, scary episode. I'm still waiting. Hmm. I like the scary visuals. Um, it's the undersea, you know, under, under siege storyline. Um, I had problems with it though. I didn't like it as much as you did. I think spending the doctor's death again might not have been the best decision. It was just a cliffhanger that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was yeah, really it was cool creepy. though because he was in the water. Yeah. His eyes were all black and he looked like a ghost. Yeah. yeah. I don't understand why the ghost can pass through walls, but are also have a. Um, the ability to pick things up. It seems like either they exist on this plane or they don't, but... Yeah, Yeah. why did they drop things when they walk through walls? Because those are solid objects that can't go through walls. But how could they pick up solid objects if they can... They have ghost powers. I have twin metal. Overall, like... Moffat said so, that's why. Yeah, but I just wanted to point out that, like, in, in Doctor Who, a lot of times they try to explain uh, supernatural phenomena as... Like in in science, like a scientific explanation for why ghosts exist, and that that was done before in um, the first uh, the Eccleston story. Uh, Unquiet dead. The Unquiet dead. Yeah, uh, you know, ghosts were aliens, and so here we are again, ghosts. And like it's a, like a new concept, but it's been done before. So. And there was a was it Matt Smith who did the one. Um, Oh God, what's her name? Rains, the actress's name. She was in Call the Midwife. Oh, 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 hi. Yes, that was Matt Smith. Actually, wait, Paul Paul was done that. That Paul was in that episode. Yeah. Oh, that's right. She was, and that that was supposed to be a haunted house. But oh, right. it's actually... But really, it's been, it's been 52, 53 years. What happened? They done already. Yeah. yeah, they've done everything, haven't they? Well, I, I'd like to, to see... off the doctor for good. I'd like to see more of the Ice Warriors. <laughs> they already came back once. I, like I think that, that's yeah. enough. I think that was a good story. I like this one because it reminded me of a Philip Hinchcliffe story from the Tom Baker Gothic era, yes. Gothic style yes. story. Yes. Or and I was like, I was like, finally they're actually going and doing something like that. They actually... You know, it's dark, dark corridors. They're running down corridors. They're being chased. It's just like the classic series. It had a lot of classic series elements to it. Yeah. And it, oh, I can't remember why I didn't like this episode. <laughs> you don't like anything. No, but it, there's that. But I, I just can't visualize what what I had a problem with. That were they that the only thing they were the only setting was the they didn't go to the on, until the second episode. So. Right. I did like the creature design. Um, yeah. For the baddie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the Fisher King? Yeah. That's, I, that's a horrible name. That's the name Fisher King. I mean, it comes from mythology that in America most of us would not be familiar with. Oh, but still, why can't he just be called... Well, I guess I guess it kind of makes sense. 
So I didn't think he spent enough time on screen to like get his whole story. I was hoping it was like a hemovore from <laughs> Fenric. Yeah. But speaking of which, I will eventually get that on DVD. Don't worry, Jonathan. But we'll have a lot of time to talk that over. The um, again, a very elaborate plot to to try to communicate to the aliens. It reminded me of it's. I don't know. It's almost like really did that. Why is that leading to that? Why is that leading to a bunch of dead people walking around trying to communicate? I mean, oh, like just, they were giving out the coordinates. Or yeah, whatever. it was kind of a stretch. So the rest of the patient feet can Who wrote that one? Oh, 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 that was Tony Whitehouse. Okay. Yeah, who did uh, Being Human, the UK version. Yeah. That's better than American version. Obvious theme, you know, the UK version is always better. The, um... The 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 the, the, um, ugh, the relationships at the end were pretty bad, where we we find out that two of them are in love with each other, and, and it's died. sad, and she dies, and you're like, oh boy, that's too bad, really. And then then the other two are in love with each other, but and it's like from oh. the beginning because she's trying to prevent. It yeah, I, I suppose, so but it just seems like you know eyes, why can't they? I don't know. I felt that that was a little bit of like, oh boy, you know. A little bit too much, but uh, I, I liked how they introduced a character that spoke sign language. Mm-hmm. She was it. actually a deaf actress too. So there wasn't yeah. just a woman playing mm-hmm. a deaf. Yeah, person. she really is. So deaf. Stone is actually yeah. she can't hear. So I she, she does it. So and the language. guy who was playing her translator has a deaf sister, and, oh, I didn't and know he that. was actually he actually knows sign language. That was that, that was, was really good. There was a nice little interview snippet yeah. online about yeah. them. Yeah, so I, it, was, it was nice, and I, I thought it was interesting to see. A deaf character, yeah, because she's you know that's not something you see a- anywhere ever. Yeah, Never mind you in sci-fi. See that you know in TV, people yeah. with disabilities actually acting. Yeah, it makes it, it it lends realism to it. Whereas the Hollywood movie films, you know, everyone's got to be you know attractive and you know healthy and, and it's it's very, yeah, it's very cliche. I mean, this is the BBC; they have no budget. <laughs> but they 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 utilized her character really well because again maybe it's a little bit like okay well you know okay they they she was able to read the, the them talking but then later on she's by herself and the vibration so I don't think have that yeah, yeah that was that was kind of horrible rip off but I yeah. but I like that, that that was pretty cool though but I think that deaf people can feel vibrations because yeah. you know deaf people go to concerts because they can feel mm-hmm. the sure. music yeah. through their feet mm-hmm. and whatever but I think she would have felt it through her feet instead of having to reach down and touch the I think that was more a visual effect for mm. she know. had a special boot that, that she was wearing boots that she or maybe she was just trying that. to make sure <laughs> so I mean she could feel the vibration through mm-hmm. her feet but maybe she just wanted to make sure yeah and Clara goes through pretty much the entire thing not understanding the concept of cast being deaf I mean, she's still talking fast without translatable. Almost impossible for Cass to lip read. The um, but her boyfriend was signing for her. Yeah, at most at most points, not at the very end. Ooh. So so um, I, I didn't like Clara in this episode because she felt like. She's almost like they don't know what to do with her because she's, she's, she's like, oh yeah, let's just. Why don't you go kill yourself because that's what we do to get out of this. And the doctor was acting the same way. She was, was kind of selfish because she more or less said, like, "Go kill yourself with the next one," meaning the next companion. Don't die with me. She was like being kind of selfish. Well, and then the doctor was doing the same thing, and I, 
I, it's almost like they're leading up to killing Clara off and they're telegraphing it maybe trying to convince the audience into saying only the guest stars are going to die well I think they're, they're going to kill her off well yeah That's but they're, they're it's like okay well you don't have to telegraph just do it you know mm-hmm. and let us decide yeah, I didn't make it through the whole season before they oh, kill her no she's going to go before the end I think of the she goes in season episode 9 or 10 or something oh I like how they, uh, <laughs> they picked off, like, characters one by one, you know. But it, it's also reminiscent of the, um... Like, Horror the two-parter... Or... Eric the Rutan was killing Oh, yeah, that one. That was a great one. Um, but also in the new series, like, the Satan Pit, the two-parter, that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Um, you see people getting bumped off in the Waters of Mars Waters of Mars, well. yeah. Um, I like that as a theme. Like, you speaking, of, speaking of Waters of Mars, thinking about it, Under the Lake takes place, like, what, 60 years to the day after Waters of Mars. But they were on Mars the first time. Yeah, I know. But but, but, can, yeah. can we, but, but I think that was an intentional reference to the fact that this is so similar to the idea set on a different planet. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also the base under siege storyline, yeah. which Classic Who does yes. so well. Yeah. And the well, um, from Robots Death, of Death, for example. Yeah. I mean, We're Classic Who didn't have the rabbit fans, it was like, oh, Don, let's stick on the inside, let's stick on the inside. Oh, yeah. That was a bad call. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I just, you know, from 10th Planet on... I've always liked, you know, that was the first Base Under Siege story. Mm-hmm. Onward, the Base Under Siege stories have always been my favorite. You always have the creature coming around, bumping everybody off one by one, mm-hmm. and you're wondering how they're going to stop. Yep. It's kind of Agatha Christie a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah Good Actually, right. that's part of the reason I didn't like the Trout and Mail. Well, the, the big reason is the missing episodes. The second reason is with too many bases under siege, it's too repetitive. Yeah, but they were really good, though. But I mean, they had each, each story had. Um, Brand new cool monster in it. Yeah, you know? and the Yeti and the Ice Warrior. Like one after the other. Yeah, but we're getting off topic here, but yeah. I love I, I love those. I movies. was disappointed yeah, with Web of Fear because it was so much like the invasion, but it was before invasion, yeah. but I had seen it. And invasion. episode three is missing. Well, there's that too. And I you know, I'm sitting there watching it for the first time, I could not believe that I'm seeing it after, you know, yeah. following Doctor Who since I was ten years old when there were so many missing episodes, and now we're down to, what, 90, 97 missing episodes? Yeah, 97. And we made... 96 of which we still have a chance of getting back. Yeah. Oh, no. so you're the piece of Steven, right? Yeah, there's no way we're going to It's never been broadcast. The base of the the reason why I like this two-parter. Yeah. But what I didn't like is when he was, at the beginning, explaining how he's going to solve everything. What, that, what was that called? The Bootstrap uh, Paradox. Bootstrap Paradox. That could have been done at the end... When Clara and him were in the TARDIS, he could have been explaining it to Clara. Then, instead of having, you know, explaining it in the beginning, saying, typical Moffat type thing, look how clever I am. This is how I'm going to fix, save the day. Yeah, it's almost like telegraphy. Yeah, they should have done that at the end. But doing it at the beginning of the episode was good because. Yeah, I thought that was. They could have just done it at Why did they the do end? that with Beethoven? What did that have to do with the priest of tea in China? I mean, <laughs> they could have just done that at the end, explaining to Clara. But, but then, then, then you wouldn't have the guitar version of the main theme. Well, they could have still done that. Yeah. What do you think of uh, Capaldi's uh, costume this season? Um, Pertwee? Oh, he hasn't even got to the Pertwee one yet. Mm-hmm. He's going to be breaking up, busting out the velvet. What was he wearing now? Yeah, well, he's, he's not wearing a hoodie. He's wearing a hoodie. Why wear a hoodie? We are like the Troughton type pants. Yeah. It's not a wolf in the whole time. I didn't notice. I mean, it, it reminds me of Hartnell and Troughton in the, the, the style of 
pants that he's wearing. But yeah. also, he's dressing down now, as opposed to the first season they introduced him, and he's got this white button-up shirt all tidy, and now he's just kind of like... Somewhere grungy. down the line, he's going to be busting out the pants. It's like yeah. an aging punk rocker. Yeah. Which basically means it's in no bow ties. <laughs> I, I, I was kind of no bow ties. Yeah, kind of sick of the bow ties by now. Mm-hmm. Bow ties are still cool. <laughs> no, they're cool. Um, that red velvet jacket. Yeah, but of course, um, Moffat's got to know that it drives the fans crazy. Um, the doctor's actually speaking to the camera. Oh yeah, and he's breaking the fourth wall. He hasn't done that too often in yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's really happy Christmas to all of you at home. But it drives people crazy. It's actually fun to watch on the forums because you got people who are like, "Who's he talking? Maybe he's talking to the camera." That the people, maybe maybe it's the people from the they, maybe she's talking to Clara. And we're Clara. The people on Galvin Brace overthink everything. Yeah, but, but he's like talking to the camera and he turns to it. There's actually more than one camera because he turns and then there's another camera there. So, um, The people on Galvin Brace always assume everyone and everything is lying. So we shouldn't take that. Well, there's that. Well, they yeah. overthink everything. Yeah. They see things that are not there. But, um, no, I thought that it was okay. Again, I think it's telegraphing a little bit. Again, lower your expectations and it's fine. Like well, I thought yeah. <laughs> well, how I did you thought the doctor was going to be that coffin at the end? Yeah. When you first saw it. That was like, um, that reminded me of the, the episode where we thought that it was going to be t- um, Matt Smith in it, but it was Amy. Oh, oh yeah, the, uh, the big bang. Yeah, which again, Boots, again, that episode involved a bootstrap paradox. Yeah, but yeah. going back to what we've seen before, yeah. this is no different than <laughs> Blink or. Pandora opens or any of those other bootstrap. I kind of figured that he was in the box because the TARDIS didn't want to land there. She kept going in the cloister door as long as she, the TARDIS kept trying to take off. He had to force her to land at that sea base. Okay. So he kind of wanted maybe he's in that confidence. Oh, maybe. Maybe that's why. Again, it's a time travel show, so you're going to get repetitive. Also, I mean, again, that's the thing. At one point, there were two. Twelve doctors in the same place at the same time. I think we've. That's probably why the TARDIS was freaking out because they were both at the same mm. place at the same time. Oh, which harkens back to Father's Day a little bit. Not necessarily Father's Day. In Father's Day, yes, same scenario, but Rose interfered and saw her pass out disease, something she didn't remember seeing. The doctor actively prevented any at anyone from making the same mistake this time. So, what did you think about when they went to before? the lake where they're on that little town, deserted town, and they're running uh, around, and the yeah. creature's chasing them. It was kind of classic hooch. Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a, a strong contrast yes. between the first part and the second part, and I, I like location films in these like dingy old industrial areas and stuff. I think it's, uh, yeah. it adds atmosphere to it. Mm. Okay, so why, oh, the question for you all, why do you think the TARDIS did not translate all the Russian writing on the walls. Because, because it wasn't meant to, maybe? The same reason Alamos isn't translated? It wasn't important to the story. Yeah, they were mostly there to see why everything happened. Also, it reminded me of the Curse of Fenric, the writing. Like, I thought it was going to be the Heme of War coming back. And, of course, it, I knew it wasn't. You know, I'm, I always sit down. Whatever I expect to happen... I know it's not. Is always going to be the opposite of what I think. So, so every time the doctor goes to a foreign country, do we see the writing translated? 
No, he sees it translated. He sees it translated. He sees so it translated. Uh, I don't know. Did, did he? We see it translated only when we need to see it translated. Okay, so that's your answer because maybe it was translated for them. They didn't sit there and go, "What's this say?" Mm-hmm. Right? They mm-hmm. they just it was just in the background, so maybe they did see it as, and we didn't need to see it. Although in the fires of Pompeii. That was translated. That was translated. Because we, like as the, the audience, signs were translated. we as the audience needed to see them translated. The prices and the you know what they were selling that was translated. Okay. So I think yeah, I I, I don't think they're consistent yeah. on that. Yeah. The other thing we we had a little callback to the god complex with the most conquered race in the universe. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that was I didn't like that guy. Reaction. I mean, the reaction to that alien is the same reaction I had to. Like, oh god, really? That thing is back. I mean, I like the concept of like a submissive race where it's like you know, conquer us and you'll be home by now. And, and that's fine, but then they took it too far. Where yeah. it was like, oh, tie me up, and you know, it's like, whoa, wait a minute here. You know, that yeah. got a little too much. Yeah. I think. it's a little over the top. At least he got killed real quick. <laughs> the Fisher King came out and killed him. But I liked him, you know. Reintroducing alien races that were in other episodes because that kind of ties things. You know. He was in the God Complex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he was one of his guys. Oh, I wasn't the same. I don't remember that story at all. It was. I was one of my least favorite. That was my, yeah. one, of my one of my doors. least favorite seasons. So we have the doors. doors. So remember so we'll yeah, yeah. nightmares. I remember when he finished this, the clown. We need to finish this up soon because we're kind of running out of time. Okay. Well, any more to say about this two-parter? Uh, I think yeah, I really like most that. of the time I like that. I give it a story of the season. Yeah, thumbs up. No, <laughs> I, I don't think there's been a blockbuster yet out of this season. Yeah. No, 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 not like well, that. Yeah, we're halfway through. Yeah, and despite our criticisms, I'm all, always grateful that we have a new Doctor Who watch on Saturday nights. I think it's great. Thank you for listening to Into the Time Vortex. Please listen to our other podcasts, which include discussions about Doctor Who. And as well, we have some exclusive interviews with Doctor Who celebrities.